Welcome back to the fourth and final segment, and I'm here in the studio with Tammy Slay. Tammy, and I'm disappointed this show is going to be coming to an end of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920 The Answer. I'm Cleve Gaddis, and it is my goal to make sure that you as a radio show listener are fully educated and informed about everything real estate related before you make any decisions. I talk to people all the time, Tammy, all the time who say this, Mm -hmm. I only wish I knew before I did this or before I did that or before I closed the home or before I enclosed my garage or whatever it is. They're like, I wish I knew this Mm -hmm. before. And it is really like my mission. I don't have all of the right answers. I'll tell you, I believe very little of what I hear. So I tend to investigate things, as you know, fairly thoroughly. And the reality is I don't think people should have to guess when they're making some of the most important financial decisions of their lives. We want to connect with everybody. Go to gogaddisradio.com. You can ask questions. You make comments, push back, share ideas. We want you to visit today, gogaddisradio.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast Tammy, I think you've got some other questions, and we can jump right into those. Okay, so we've learned on this segment you're yep. an Atlanta native. That is true. Your your mother was the previous broker. She, she That's exactly right. She yeah. started our team. That's yep. exactly right. Yep. So as an Atlanta native with parents that have been in the business of real estate, and you grew up in this yes. area, what values did your parents teach you? So interestingly, my answer is probably going to surprise you. So my family is a long line of entrepreneurs. Wow. So if you look at my mom and my dad, and then you look at my mom's mom and dad, and my dad's mom and dad, nobody worked for anybody else, which is highly unusual. So my grand, that's not totally true. Everybody had some jobs along the way, but in the end, they were entrepreneurs. They owned their own businesses. So my dad's dad owned a flying service and sold Cessna planes. My mom's dad was an electrician and had a lighting and supply business. My mother was a real estate professional. My dad owned his own accounting firm in Atlanta all the way up into 1999. So they taught me, Tammy, uh, to be very entrepreneurialistic to be very focused on providing a service and and figuring out how to deliver value to the world that might be a slightly different flavor than they would get anywhere else. And to be honest with you, I have worked for people before. I've worked in the corporate mm-hmm. world for the first 10 years of my life, but I'm sort of wired up to be an entrepreneur. So they taught me, number one, to just figure out what you want to do and go do it. They taught me, number two, don't stop until you get it done. Both of my mm-hmm. parents were very, very determined. They were very focused people. And if they said they were going to do something, that's what they did. And so they taught me, if I say I'm going to do something, that's exactly what I'm supposed to do. And life's not always fun. Mm-hmm. It's not always easy. It's not always pleasant. Uh, everybody doesn't have to cooperate with you or believe what you say or think you're dressed beautifully or your Facebook post is amazing. Uh, life is not always fun. But that doesn't really matter in the whole scheme of things. What matters is is you kind of live life the way you want to live. So that's what I think my parents left for me. Thank you for sharing that. You're very welcome. I learned something new about you. You're very, yes. Yeah. Oh, about Mm -hmm. entrepreneurial blood. Yeah. Yes. I didn't know that. Long line of entrepreneurs. Yep. And there are many days when I love being an entrepreneur and there are several days when I don't. (laughs) And were they all here in Atlanta too? My dad's dad was in Tallahassee, Florida, but my mom's dad and my mom and dad all had businesses here in Atlanta. Wow. Yep, Metro Atlanta. Yeah, it was called Kane Lighting and Supply on Catherwood Lane 
in Sylvan Hills, Atlanta, and my dad's CPA firm was called Gaddis, Eadson, and Reed. There's probably a few people listening to the radio show today who might have used him as their accountant back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. If, if that is true, I would love for them to send you in their stories of working with your dad. Oh, that would be awesome. Go to gogaddisradio.com. Please do if you're listening mm-hmm. and it's something you're willing to share. Go to gogaddisradio.com and tell me my dad's been gone now for 21 years mm-hmm. and I miss him every single day. And so I would love to hear some mm-hmm. good stories about somebody dealing with my father. I'd yeah. love that. I'd love it. All right. Listen, real quickly, if you're the type of homeowner who doesn't want to monkey around with your kid's education or the school's effect on home values, you need a school chimp report. This is the only place you can get one in the world. Go to gogaddisradio.com, click on school chimp, and you can create your own customized report, which gives you a proprietary scoring or ranking system for the school. So it'll tell you it's an A, a B, a C, a D, an F. You know what those letters mean. It'll tell you exactly what that is. An 85 is a B, a 95 is an A. It'll give you that kind of ranking, but it also gives you all of the demographic information you're probably interested in as a parent, and that is the average age of homes in the area, the percentage of homeowners versus renters in the area, the educational attainment of parents on average, the household income, and then, listen to this, Tammy, all of the real estate data just for that school district is overlaid on top of all of that, and you can compare one school district with another school district if you want to, a high school uh, one high school with uh-huh. another high school, or you can compare one high school with the average high school in Metro Atlanta. It's fascinating. Go GaddisRadio.com. Click on School Chip Reporting. Before we go to the next se- segment, and I know you've got a question, I want to mention if you're looking for homes and every time you find one, you're at least three or four days later than you should have been. The agent says to you, oh, that one under contract on Tuesday. And you're like, yes, but it's Saturday. And the thing is still in the listing service. It's because you're searching for homes in the wrong place. I recommend you use suremls.com, S-U-R-E-M-L-S.com. That's the only place I would search. And the reason for that is because that site pulls listings from both listing services in Metro Atlanta. Now, it's a little bit problematic because sometimes, Tammy, you'll see two of the same listing, two, 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 two. But when you pop up to that listing and there's only one, you might be the only one in Metro Atlanta who's seeing it at that time. So it gives you an amazing opportunity. If you feel like you're being left out, suremls.com is where you go, S-U-R-E-M-L-S.com. Tammy, I think you have a listener question that you would like to present and see if I can answer, or I I would like to hear your thoughts on this one as well. All right. Okay. Um, So Barbara from Ackworth. Yes. She wrote in and said, what would you recommend a homeowner do when trying to select the right real estate agent to work with to sell their home? Well, um, so first of all, I would not, even me, I would not list my home with the first real estate agent I met with. And even if I had somebody who I had some experience with from the past, I probably would meet with a couple of other people just to see what different flavors, what different Mm -hmm. systems they brought to the table. But in today's world, I would look for, number one, someone who sells more than 30, 35 houses a year. I would not list my home Mm -hmm. with someone that did not have a tremendous amount of experience in listing a home. I listened to you on the phone, negotiate with other agents. And I can tell you have been in this exact same situation many times before, because it's, even though it's sort of a rehearsed way of responding, you know how to respond in order to make it work. Well, the problem is an agent who's selling two or three houses a year or zero houses a year, maybe you're the first one they've ever sold. They don't know anything. And so they can't really help you. So 
Number one, I would talk to multiple agents. Number two, I would look for somebody who sells at least 30 houses a year. Number three, I would look for somebody that has real expertise in your market area. It does not mean they have to be from the market area. It does not mean they have to sell everything in the market area, but they better understand it. So they better know the schools. They better know the amenities in the area. They better know traffic patterns. They better know everything. A lot of people who might live in one area of Atlanta have so much experience in other areas, they can do it just fine. But you want to find somebody who knows that area. Do you have anything to add to that list? That was a dynamic list. That was a good list, yes. I would say the only thing that, um, a a couple things that I add to that list would be to, and I don't know the way you do your state commission, how the state commission here, if if a consumer can go and pull up the history, the education history, or the licensure history or any disciplinary action. They, they can. You can you can go to the uh, Georgia Real Estate Commission, just type it in Google. You can search someone by name or license number, and you should be able to look up their disciplinary history and at least whether or not they are current with all their educational yeah. requirements. That's a good idea. That's something that I would do. I have... <laughs> it, I would, have... <laughs> it would be bad to learn you listed your house with an agent who didn't have a license anymore. You know what? Woo! And some people do. Yeah. Some people do. Or you find someone tells you, I've been in real estate for 15 years and then you find out they really have only been in real estate for four yep. and so they're, how, how in much integrity and honesty do they actually have? Well that would be none that don't, that's not right. a trick question is yeah. it? That would be no. none but no, there are people who lie about how long they've been in real estate just like right. anything else yeah. I mean let's like men lying about how tall they are how tall are you? I'm six feet everybody's six feet well I can look at you and tell you five six what do you mean you're six feet tall that's the way it is so hey listen real quickly Atlanta if you listen to the commercials on the radio I can buy your house today and I can buy it for cash. No showings, no open houses, no nothing. I can sell your house for $100,000 more than its market value. Be careful before you buy into any of those concepts. It doesn't mean you shouldn't sell your house for cash to somebody today. And it doesn't mean you can't sell your house for $100,000 more than your list price. But you need to get with someone who can fully educate you on all of the options you have to either move as quickly as possible, put the most money in your pocket, maybe a combination of both. And we can do that through our seller confidence plan. And if you're thinking of selling your house anytime in the next three to six months, we want you to call us before you list your home with anyone else. I mean that before you list with anyone else anywhere in Metro Atlanta, call us, 770-497-0000. Tammy, I think you've got one question. We've got about a minute and 20 seconds left in the segment. All right. What are tips that you have for a homeowner that has pets and they're in the process of preparing their home to sell? Ooh, you know, we don't talk about this a lot, but it is, you know what? We should talk about this more because selling a home with pets is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Most of the people we work with have pets. Yes. And unfortunately, uh, pets are can be a little problematic when you're selling a place because nobody wants to be followed around the house by your dog. <laughs> you have a dog, Charlotte, and nobody yeah. wants to have Charlotte supervising their 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 which Charlotte would supervise their tour Charlotte of the home. Would. So, <clears throat> a couple tips: find a sitter for the dog mm-hmm. if you can, some place to take the dog away. You probably want to create an, a showing schedule that says mm-hmm. I'm going to show the home during these times for the week so that you could plan to be away with the dog. <clears throat> some pets have get stressed out about mm-hmm. a sale. I mean, they like get totally stressed out and yeah, they'll lose their fur and it's a bad problem. You ought to talk to your vet maybe about that. You certainly want to eliminate stains and smells. You might not smell the dog, but the truth is, is the <laughs> buyers might uh, might notice it. You want to remove the signs of your pet. And if you've had any pet damage, you want to make sure you fix that pet damage. Tammy, thank you so much for being on the show. 
Will you come back in another few weeks? I will be right back I here. I love it. It was wonderful having you. You've been listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio, where we help listeners go from real estate novices to real estate experts, and we can help you if you show up next week, 9 a.m. Saturday. We'll talk to you then. <laughs>